0: Our first reading is um, from Ezekiel 34 verses 1 to 16 on page 612. Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 1 to 16. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd and so has been plundered and has become food for all the wild animals, and because my shepherds did not search for my flock but cared for themselves rather rather than for my flock, Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will, I will remove them from tending the flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will s- rescue my flock from their mouths and it will no longer be food for them. For this is what the s- sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice.
1: The second reading is from John chapter 10, which is on page 759. I tell you the truth the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he has a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, he is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ tell us plainly jesus answered i did tell you but you do not believe the miracles i do in my father's name speak for me but you do not believe because you are not my sheep my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one can snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one.
2: Well, let me begin by asking you a question. How good do you think the good shepherd is? How good... Is the Good Shepherd. For some of us, we're probably thinking, oh man, he is really, really good. We get reminded often of perhaps whom we would have become had the Good Shepherd not interrupted our lives and our pursuit of selfish and sinful ways. We had no meaning. We had no purpose. And Jesus has given us meaning, hope, and a future. For others, yeah, I guess the good shepherd's fairly good. Quite a lot of life is good. Uh, Family's good. Career is good. Brunch with friends on a Saturday's good. Golf, golf is good. Perhaps for some of us, Jesus plays less of a shepherding role and more of a life coach kind of role. Perhaps in your experience, maybe the good shepherd hasn't been all that good at all. You probably wouldn't put it into words, but following Jesus, you've found him to be a slightly disappointing shepherd. Our ongoing struggles with health and unanswered prayers, a difficult marriage or no marriage at all, has left you feeling unshepherded and alone. Maybe... Maybe you've been hanging around watching the good shepherd from the edges of the flock. And you've heard his sheep talk about how they have found life to the full in him. But you're not sure if you can risk it and surrender shepherding of your life over to him. Well, let's read what Jesus says in verse 11 of chapter 10. Jesus says to us, I am the good shepherd. He has declared to you and I that he is good. And so I hope tonight to show you five reasons from this passage why the Good Shepherd is just so very good. And it's my hope and prayer that as we go through these five reasons, you will be renewed in your trust in the Good Shepherd and that you will renew your commitment to listen to his voice and follow him. Let's pray that it would be so for us. Let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we have come here to church tonight because we do want you to be our shepherd. But often the circumstances of life, either the abundance of good things or the lack of good things, it will cause us to waver in our devotion to you. Help us to see tonight with piercing clarity the goodness of our good shepherd and to listen alone to his voice with radical commitment. Amen. Well, before we we get to our five reasons, let's make sure we understand the backstory. Let's make sure we know why it is that Jesus was saying these wonderful things. Well, God's word has some wonderful truths for you as a believer. He tells you that you are an heir of his eternal kingdom. You're a child of God. You're a temple of his spirit. But God's word has some some humbling things to tell you as well. Did you know that God's word tells you that you're a sheep? And because you're here at church by the bridge, you're probably a lawyer and you're thinking, I'm too smart to be a sheep. But it's got less to do with our intellectual capacities and more to do with our character and our heart. You see, sheep are prone to wander. Sheep are prone to wander away from the flock, away from their shepherds and into danger. Sheep are inherently foolish. They make silly choices. They get themselves into trouble that they can't protect themselves from. Sheep need shepherding. So let me tell you a story about a little sheep. This little sheep, uh, he he was born blind. And that's not a good start to an already difficult life. But uh, this sheep, he did have some shepherds. But his shepherds were lousy. They didn't care for a blind sheep like this. They were selfish shepherds. And so this little sheep wandered day after day, looking for pasture, desperate for someone to lead. Until one day, a different type of shepherd showed up. A shepherd who actually took an interest in him. A shepherd who miraculously healed his blind eyes. This little sheep couldn't believe it. And neither could, could his lousy shepherds. Uh, they, in fact, they pulled him into, into their pen and they said, how did this happen? And he declared that, that a shepherd had come, a shepherd from God had come and restored his sight. And the lousy shepherds refused to believe his testimony. And so they kicked him out of their sheep pen. And those were the events of John chapter 9. A blind man had been given his sight. The Pharisees had kicked this blind man out of the synagogue. He was sitting in the street, a lost sheep of Israel. And into that story walks Jesus again. And Jesus says to that little sheep, I am the good shepherd. And because we're sheep, we should, we should go, Oh, a good shepherd? We need, to, we need to hear more about this good shepherd. Uh, because we too, we've all had lousy shepherds. Of course, we'd never call them a shepherd, but they do do exactly the same job. Uh, they lead us. They tell us what we should do. Uh, they tell us where to find, find satisfaction for our hungry souls. They offer us safety and protection. We've been shepherded by our workplaces, uh, only to discover that our workplaces really just want the fleeces off our backs. Perhaps we've let ourselves be shepherded by the media, by our family and our friends, only to realize that they too are just sheep equally as prone to wander off into danger and trouble. Perhaps we've tried life without a shepherd, and God in his kindness has let us get ruffled up a little so that we might realize that there are dangers and trials in this life that sheep just aren't adept to deal with on their own. So let's join the story with this blind, formerly blind sheep, And find out just what it is that is so good about this good shepherd. Reason number one. The good shepherd, he is good because he entered by the gate. Let's take a look in John chapter 10 verse 1. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, entered into his role as a shepherd by the appointment and the authority of God. You see, God's people had been waiting for a promised shepherd king. That passage that Susanna read to us before from Ezekiel ends with that promise of the shepherd king in the line of David. And Jesus, a son of David, comes into this world. And at his baptism, God the Father publicly declares, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus came with the authority and the appointment of God to be our shepherd. We've got to keep asking that question of people who try to shepherd us. By what authority do you claim a right to shepherd me in my life? Your boss, does he have a right to shepherd you because he pays your wage? Jesus has been appointed by God. Surely he is a more important shepherd. Surely it's more important that we listen to his voice. Second reason that Jesus the good shepherd is just so very good is that... He knows his sheep. In verse 3, halfway through, Jesus says, the shepherd calls his own sheep by name. The good shepherd knows your name. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Watoto Children's Orphanage. It's an orphanage in northern Uganda, and they send a choir out to sing sometimes in Australia. These are amongst the most abandoned Sheep in all the world, abandoned by death of of their, their parents. And they sing this beautiful song with an incredible refrain. It goes, I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. The Lord knows my name. He knows my name. And he knows your name too. But he knows more than that. Let's read together in verse 14. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. Wow. Is Jesus here saying that his knowledge of God the Father and the depth of relationship he has with God the Father is the same knowledge that he has of you and I? He knows us that well. And still he wants us to be his sheep? Wow. What a good shepherd. We can trust this shepherd that he knows what is best for us. He knows us. He knows our hurts and our trials and our struggles. But he knows what is best. He knows us inside and out. Mike Winram at the Living Single Course on Thursday night said a profound thing about uh, his own situation. He said that he is single at the moment and he trusts that that is God's best for him at this time. I think we need to keep remembering the good shepherd knows you and he knows what is best for you and he is working for your good. You can trust him and you can listen to his voice. Well, third reason that the good shepherd is just so good is that he is the only way to life verse 7 jesus said i tell you the truth i am the gate for the sheep not only is he the shepherd he's also the gate he makes an exclusive claim to be the only one who can lead us out of this sheep pen and into life in the next he says that all those other shepherds whilst they may be able to offer you a pleasant life in the sheep pen they have no hope of leading you out into life-giving pastures in the life to come. And we know that that's true, don't we? I was, uh, I was involved in a funeral just recently of a, a close a family member of a close friend. And I sat at the table with this family and the looks on their faces were like sheep whose shepherds had no answers for them. Death had arrived And their shepherds had nowhere to take them. But Jesus has answers. Jesus is the gateway into life. Both abundant life here, life to the full here, and a life eternal in the age to come. It's really sad. I I know a sheep um, who seems to be giving up on following the good shepherd. She's found someone else who has offered to shepherd her. Uh, she's been dating this guy for the last two years. And, and it appears that that she is giving up hope on the good shepherd. But Jesus has warned, verse 10, that thieves come only to steal and kill and destroy. Yes, yes this girl's life in the sheep pen might be a little more comfortable with a companion by her side. But this new shepherd is destroying and stealing her entry into the life to come. Friends, only the good shepherd offers us life eternal. Only he is worthy of shepherding us. The good shepherd is good. He leads us to life. We can listen to his voice. Fourth reason that the good shepherd is so good is that he lays down his life for his sheep. Let's read together from verse 10. Jesus said halfway through verse 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Yes, Jesus came to give you life. But it's no mistake that verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus knew He knew all too well that the cost of giving you life was to give up his own life. Who does that? Who gives up their life for a sheep? And a wayward sheep at that. Only a good shepherd would love his sheep that much. Jesus laid down his life for you. Jesus loves you to death. You can listen to his voice. And the fifth and final reason, and I believe the most comforting reason that Jesus is such a good shepherd is because he is in control. Verse 17 of chapter 10, let's read together. Verse 17, Jesus says, The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. Yes, Jesus, the good shepherd, was killed in our place. But no, no, he was not killed as a victim. Jesus went there for you and for me. It wasn't because Judas betrayed him that he died. It wasn't because Caiaphas and the high priest conspired against him. It wasn't because the crowds condemned him nor because Pilate sentenced him. Jesus died because he wanted to save you. Three days later, because he has such control over everything, after laying down his life three days after, Jesus took it back up again and he walked out of the tomb. If Jesus is able to display such power and authority over death itself then we have every reason to place our confidence in Him. We have every reason to trust His great promise in verse 28. These, friends, are some of the most comforting words in all of Scripture. Let's read them together. Verse 28. I've just lost my page. (laughs) Jesus said, I give them eternal life, and they shall never no one can snatch my sheep out of my hand. No one can snatch you out of Jesus' hands. Friend safety is not found in numbers. Safety is found in being within a hand's reach of the good shepherd. The good shepherd is good because he has everything under control you can trust him with all your life circumstances, that he is in control and he is working for your good. So, the good shepherd, he is really good. What's the big implication for his sheep? Did you notice that the good shepherd never gives an explicit command that his sheep must follow him? He simply says, here are the reasons the good shepherd is so good. And he trusts that his sheep will come to the logical conclusion that of course I'll follow a good shepherd like this. Of course I would follow the good shepherd. How does a sheep follow a good shepherd? Well, four times Jesus tells us, my sheep listen to my voice. Let me share with you three of my own just personal reflections on listening to the good shepherd's voice. The first one, is to stay near, stay close to the Good Shepherd so that you can hear Him. Have you ever noticed that the most content sheep are not the sheep who are weighing up the different opinions of the different shepherds who are offering to lead them, but they are the ones who have their eyes fixed on the Good Shepherd. They're not the ones who look out for greener pastures, they're the ones who look back to Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Fill your heads With His voice, there you will find great peace and comfort for your soul. Second thing about Jesus' voice is that I want I want to say: don't presume to know what Jesus, uh, what the what the Good Shepherd will say. Don't presume to know what He says. Uh, You might find that the Scriptures surprise you. Uh, I remember chatting just just last week with a friend from our congregation. Uh, who was amazed at Jesus' words that he said, anyone who would come after me or anyone who would follow me must hate his family. They're surprising words, aren't they, from a good shepherd? Uh, We need to work hard to understand what Jesus is saying and why he would say that. But don't presume that you might know what he says. Make sure you hear it from the shepherd's own mouth. Make sure you are doing the work in God's scriptures. And the third and final thing about listening to the shepherd's voice is that I want to say, risk it. If he tells you that you should do something, risk it and do it. I've got a a friend, he's a a funny friend, but an awesome Christian guy. He was reading in his version of, uh, his translation of the scriptures uh, that, that Jesus said, when you pray, Go into your closet and pray. And so he saw, the local, uh, saw a close-by cupboard with some uh, sports equipment in it, cleared out the sports equipment, got in the cupboard and started praying to his God. You know what? You don't necessarily need to know exactly why Jesus is saying something, but you do need to remember that he is good, that he will lead you to life, and you can trust his voice. So go ahead and risk it. If Jesus says to do something, risk it and trust Him, and listen to His voice. Well, I wonder, I wonder who we've been allowing to shepherd us. Whose voice have we been listening to? Where are your shepherds? Where have your shepherds been leading you? Well, what if um, we we rewrite the words of Psalm 23 that Steph read to us before? To help us, I guess, assess and get our heads around some of the shepherds uh, who offer to shepherd us. Let's, let's rewrite those words and think through it. Um, let me think. My work. My work is my shepherd. My work is my shepherd. How come I'm still in want? He doesn't give me any time to lie down by green pastures, but he's promised me a happy retirement by quiet waters. Or... I don't need a shepherd. I don't need a shepherd. I just buy all my wants. I built my house on green pastures and my bedroom window looks out on quiet waters. But there is no rest for my soul. Or, my loneliness is my shepherd. No one understands my wants. Every day I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death and there's no comfort for me. How good is it to have the good shepherd as our shepherd? The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He satisfies my deepest wants. He is leading me to life abundant in green pastures. He satisfies my soul with life-giving waters. He has given life to my soul. He has gone through and defeated death for me. I have nothing to fear. For he is a good shepherd, and I know I can listen to his voice. How good is the good shepherd? Let's pray that we would listen to his voice. God, as sheep, we do need a shepherd. And we need a shepherd who is good. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to shepherd us. Thank you that he knows us and calls us by name. Thank you that he has given us life at the cost of his own life. Thank you that he is in control. We love him. And we ask that you would strengthen our resolve to listen to him, to follow his voice for our good, for our life, and most of all, for his glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to give you a little moment to yourself, just to reflect and talk to the Good Shepherd who knows you by name, to come before him in prayer. And if you would like to take an opportunity to fill out uh, your response slips, which you'll find on the inside of your newsletter, you can do that and give us any prayer points that you would like us to be praying for. You can let us know any cares or concerns that we could bring before the Lord for you. So I'm going to give you a moment to reflect and then we'll stand together and sing.